Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Ashton Ellis discusses the interplay of preparation, inspiration, and generosity, and how we dads can help our children understand all three. Ashton is co-founder of The Dad Project. He and his wife have seven children. Over the summer, I took my family on a trip to Texas and Louisiana to visit family and some friends. One day we were looking for something to do, and a family friend suggested we go make a tour of Western Academy in Houston, Texas. And I can tell you, it was a great experience. In fact, when I was driving home after a couple of hours spent there, I got to thinking about what made the trip so special. To start, uh, it was a school with a lot of animals. There were chickens, ducks, lizards, snapping turtles, snakes, and of course a roach farm to feed them all. My boys in particular had a blast. Uh, a couple of them liked to chase chickens uh, and really enjoyed feeding roaches to hungry reptiles. Probably their favorite was a snapping turtle. It was funny, each time we went to a new area or classroom, the guy, the teacher who was with us, taught us something about taking care of the animals. And he said that during the school year, the students who are responsible for the animals have formed a club. It's called the Beastmasters. Now, like I said, the tour took almost two hours, and it was great. And on the drive back, I realized what made it great. And that's what's going to be my talk today. Three words. Preparation, inspiration, and generosity. First, preparation. Everything about the tour indicated a lot of hard, loving work. The animal pens that we saw were well-maintained. They were also made by hand. The classrooms were calm and orderly, everything in its place. But it was interesting. It wasn't sanitized in the sense that you could tell that no one was there or no one had been there. There were books neatly put on the shelves, uh, lots of animal specimens on the sides, and basically just kind of this feeling of excitement as you could sit in a chair and wonder what it must be like to be a boy at this all-boys school. And it got me thinking. You know, as dads, we have to make an effort to plan our time with our kids. We want them to be men, and the girls, women, of character. And so we want to form them in virtue. So many people today talk about curating an experience, and usually they're just talking about food or entertainment. But as a dad, am I curating my family time? Am I getting across the most important lessons? And it's something we have to be, I think, especially mindful of, in family life is, are we getting across the lessons that we intend to? And part of my job, I deal with um, seniors, and one of the interesting things I've noticed about that is that they tend to realize pretty late in life the, the good things they obviously did with their family, but oftentimes the unintended lessons that they also taught. And one of the things I've come across several times in conversations has been that people are surprised when their kids and then their grandkids turn out to be very successful, but very selfish. They don't give back. They don't participate in church. They don't pray. They don't tithe. They really don't participate in charity or philanthropy. In a word, they're selfish. And when I've probed those kind of issues, because it's important to the, the conversation, oftentimes what, what comes up is that what the grandparent modeled 
for their kids, and then what was modeled in turn to the grandkids, was a life of hard work, uh, what I like to call the dad virtues. You know, fortitude, diligence, um, and even what a lot of people consider uh, to be a virtue, which is delayed gratification. And what they're concerned about is they're seeing their kids and grandkids not delay their gratification. Um, if they can get it all now, they will. And if it means not forming a family, not having an extra child, um, not getting married, or not giving of themselves and being a workaholic, then they'll do that if it means they get the, t the shiny toy now. And they could be 55 years old or 25 years old. And in those conversations, I've realized that the unintended lesson there was that gratification is itself a virtue. Um, but that's not really the case. Certainly, we want to be able to enjoy good things and be able to benefit other people with good things. But the real thing, but the real virtue is temperance. Do you need that thing? And are we, as a dad, am I helping my kids to realize what they do need and what they don't need? Am I helping them with self-mastery? and realizing that they don't need everything that the culture tells them to, and certainly not everything that their body or their mind or their friends tell them that they need. Second point, inspiration. Back to the tour. Our guide showed us a deep pit with a large hill of mud in the middle. He showed us a video of kids trying to climb the muddy mess during an obstacle course. Like I said, it's a school with a lot of fun. I asked how long it took the teachers to dig it, and he smiled. We just put out shovels, and they did, it, uh, they did it for us during their own recess. And I smiled back, thinking, wow, that's knowing your audience. The key here was figuring out something that the kids wanting to, needed to do, which was dig a hole so they could have an obstacle course in a couple of months, and then just communicating what the goal was going to be. The goal was so attractive that the kids couldn't help but pitch in. Now, I know what you're thinking probably like I was, wow, what kind of projects around the house could I make so attractive that the kids would do it during their free time? But it's a good idea. You know, how could we make mowing the lawn, trimming the trees, uh, all the honey-do lists that need to get done? How could we make those attractive enough that our kids want to do them with us? So everything the teachers want the students to experience is made to be attractive to the students. When forming our kids in virtue, the most attractive teacher is the one who gives a good personal example. You know, I bet our kids would think putting air in a tire that's low would be cool if we made it a cool experience. If we talked a little bit about maybe NASCAR or something neat about cars, something they might want to do with a car, and how this particular aspect, putting air in a tire, helps achieve that greater goal. You know, and there's a lot of things we can do in life um, and family life that are like this. Good table manners, polite conversations, fortitude, diligence, industriousness, cheerfulness, and a spirit of service are made real in family life when dad sets the tone. We're the barometer for our family. We're the people who establish the environment and either stick to it or not. And I think it's important for us to remember that sitting up straight isn't just something for kids. Eating vegetables because they're good for you isn't just for the baby. It's for everybody in the family. And we want to model that. And, and not just model it, we want to inspire. We want to be attractive examples of the good. Third, this tour taught me a lot about generosity. Our guide was holding a label maker the entire time, almost absentmindedly. I asked what he was holding it for, and he said, well, I have to label items for a summer camp for boys I'm going to help out within a week. I found out after the tour that he had recently returned from a business trip and needed to spend pretty much every spare moment preparing for this camp. 
and yet he took two hours off in the middle of the day to show us around. Now, this is important because we didn't have an appointment. Like I said, a family friend just recommended we go, and so we did. We rolled in, parked off to the side, and the first person I met, I just mentioned, hey, I've got my family here, heard this is a cool place, do you mind if we walk around? Well, within 10 minutes, the teacher, our guide, showed up and gave us probably the best tour I've ever had. He didn't seem distracted, I never seemed rushed. In fact, two of my boys just were on his hips the whole time because from the moment he walked up, you could tell we were about to have fun. Mostly because he was already having fun. And it was a humbling example because, like I said, we were on vacation. We went to museums, we've been out and about, and I know for sure that I was not always an attractive example. Um, standing in line, getting ready for the next thing, or having to distract this one uh, who was having a problem. But it was a humbling example of putting other people first. Um, with his time, his energy, and his emotions, even when it's inconvenient. It's putting down the paper as dads to answer a son's question. It's turning off the TV to help with homework or the dishes. It's being fully present with our wife and kids for as long as they need us. In a word, it's generosity. It's giving of ourselves for the benefit of others freely and without an idea of what it might benefit or cost us. And I want to propose that we should model generosity so that our kids know how to be generous. They're going to remember what we do much more than what we say. They're going to remember specific instances when dad did something great in family life that'll come up later. Maybe when they're in college, they'll remember to make their bed because dad's was always made. Maybe they'll remember that we were consistent uh, with the way we'd handle the dishes uh, in and out of the dishwasher or the sink. And therefore, they knew it was something that was important to us. And hopefully do likewise. You know, all these little things, whether it's table manners, uh, politeness, greeting people when they come into home, making good eye contact, doing their homework on time, doing it for love of the teacher so that it's neat and clean. All these and many others uh, means that what we really want for our kids is for them to have greatness of soul. Now, it's kind of a big sounding term, um, but it's something that I think we should really be, be pondering on how we're trying to teach this in little ways every day. How is my son, how is my daughter learning to have a great soul from living with me? Not just an academic exercise, not just a movie they watch or the school they go to, as good as those things can be or the books they read. How are they learning it from me as their dad? I'm the hero that's been put in their life and that I'm very flawed. What am I doing to help them be great? And as I reflect on this teacher, this guide that we have at the school, I'm sure the father of that guide did many, many of these things. And in my opinion, that father with, of this teacher succeeded spectacularly. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.